0: Gamers! Welcome to Games and Feelings, an advice show about playing games, being human, and dealing with the fact that those games will involve other humans. I'm your host and question keeper, Eric Silver, and if I had to make an escape room, it would be set in a secret library. This would either be like a posh leather-bound books one, like it's a library in a secret mansion and we're all locked in, Mm -hmm. Murder Mystery style, or it would be like a lost library, like an avatar with a big owl. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? I
1: know which one you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, Big cool. Jim's
0: avatar where there's probably a big owl, but an avatar, <laughs> the, the Last Airbender, where the big <laughs> hey, owl.
1: Don't get me about Big Jim's avatar, okay? I'm extremely vexed about this subject right now, but. We're not doing it again. We did it in the last episode. We can't, We're do, not that doing that we can't do that again. We can't do
0: that again. Jasper Cartwright, Hello. eternal guest. Mm-hmm. If you had to design an escape room, where would it be set? Ooh, where
1: would it be set? It would be set. Uh, well, I did a really cool, like, horror one once, so mm-hmm. I think I'd want to stick with that, and I'd maybe go with like a Elden Ring, Bloodborne, like type oh, hell yeah. setting. So, like, but like, do some funky stuff. I'm like, imagine using like projections and like LED screens to like make it appear like there's huge things like in the room with you, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I
0: think it would be really, really cool. So that's what I'm gonna go with. I like a dark fan. Fantasy that's not like dark fairy tale. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, there's plenty of that Alice in Wonderland stabbing someone in the eye. Grim tales. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I like the idea that it's Elden Ring and the, the narrative act makes absolutely no sense. So we're <laughs> just yep. like, yep. yeah, this god died and there's a bunch of fingers and you just need to finish within <laughs> 60 minutes. <laughs> That's go perfect.
1: Ahead. That's absolutely perfect. Like, you just go in there and you just have to wiggle the fingers in a certain order and that unlocks the Rib cage of the God and then you get through the rib cage and you get into like the head of the God and then you have to look through their eyes and you see think the world in a different way and it absolutely none of it is connected other than no. by the bones of this God no that's the that's the connective tissue of this of this escape room
0: at the end <laughs> it actually ends 10 minutes early they stop and be like all right here is a basic comprehension quiz about the narrative and backstory <laughs> of this world you have to complete it <laughs> in order to in, in order
1: to get room. out <laughs> and you only have 10 minutes left so good luck
0: yeah there's only two questions so you should be able to do it but, but we will
1: know. be requiring an essay for each question no. uh, you
0: didn't pull any of the books off the wall or you didn't pick up the item and there was a big description <laughs> under it you didn't, you didn't read you it you didn't check that but come on Come on. Oh, sorry, you were trying to pair the LEDs with Morse code. Sorry, that took too much time. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, okay, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, on
0: us. <laughs> the soul blinking out of the god's eyes was Morse code, so it took you a long yeah, time. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. You had to know Morse code as well. Teach yourself Morse code in the room. Uh, <laughs> I, Jasper,
0: you're joking, but if everyone knew Morse code, escape room artists would have a lot more problems. <laughs>
1: yeah, it would be tough, I think. I, especially, I feel like if everyone knew Morse code, do you, the just the way that your brain has to critically uh, work out Morse code. Yeah, I feel like it essentially would make most puzzles in an escape room pretty easy. Yeah Uh, because, like, your brain would be fine-tuned to picking up on, like, rhythms and patterns Mm -hmm. and things like that, which, like, most people aren't, which is why escape rooms take people like a while, I think. (laughs) But, like, if you're actually trained in that stuff, I think you'd breeze through most escape rooms.
0: Well, the thing is, is that (laughs) the point of the Morse code section is that you need to read the document that teaches you Mm. Morse code in the room, and then you gotta find the thing. It's like, (laughs) I just like how it's inserted in the middle of any game it's like or any escape room like you jump into a video game it's like all right here's the auto scroller section where Mm -hmm, you need to mm -hmm. go forward while the water is rising it's fine it's like ah that will amuse you for 10 minutes i feel like escape room artists are like all right here's the morse code section let's skip forward 10 (laughs) minutes in my schedule yeah
1: yeah and then they're sitting there watching the video feed like oh they know morse code already uh oh okay uh this is gonna be this is gonna take this is gonna take take, like 10 minutes uh no no okay maybe i'll just Maybe I'll try and make it harder from the outside. Let's see if I can do that.
0: <laughs> I can't believe Captain Planet and the Escape Artists are beating this so well.
1: <laughs> I, uh, we and uh, Jade actually came second uh, mm. on like the fastest time to get out of an escape room. Uh, to the only team that had gotten above us was like a professional like escape room team of four people, and they were only Hold quicker <laughs> than us by like two minutes. Jasper,
0: I'm raising my hand. Yeah, yeah, I know there's an audio video I'm raising my hand. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh Eric. Oh, Eric? hi. Uh Eric Silver hi. from the Games and Feeling Gazette. Yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> what the fuck is a professional escape room team? Okay, uh, uh Eric, a uh, really good question. Really, really good question. Uh love that question, love that energy. Uh I asked the same fucking question at the time. Because <laughs> I was like, the guy was like, oh no, no, they're like a professional team. And I was like what uh basically there are like people who go around i they were from germany honestly that explains it mostly uh like they just go around like doing escape rooms and doing them in like record times and i i don't know for sure in my mind the way i think this works is that the the escape room company probably like hires them to come in and like Try and make their games better. Sure, That's how yeah. I imagine this goes down. I don't know that to be a fact. That's the only logical reason that I can imagine for this thing to exist. Yeah. Other than maybe j- there is like a, a escape room competition annually, yeah. maybe, and they're training for that. Maybe that that make because like you can't really go to the same places. Like eventually, you're gonna do all of them in like a pretty, you know, there's not a lot, like, of the escape rooms in a per square mile or whatever. You know what I mean? Jasper, I have so many
0: jokes going on in my head. I feel like the multiverse <laughs> right now. I'm looking into a different, different ones. That do, First of all, that doesn't make them professional. That makes them competitive. No. Sure. Like, are they sponsored by, like, Haribo? <laughs> like, they have Haribo shirts? No, they're the, they're
1: the, they're the Red Bull escape room team. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> RB Escape Rooms. Uh, That's what their uh, official title is. Yeah,
0: they're the Bunch in Haribo Gummy Bears. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. So I'm Jasper, I'm looking for other German companies that aren't affiliated with Nazis. That's the only one I could get to. Yeah. Yep, sure. So I'm gonna yeah, keep yeah, going to that it's one. It's a
1: good reach. It's a good reach. To stick with that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also love that they're like white hat hackers for escape rooms, as opposed yep. to like the nefarious black hat hackers that like bust your shit and do it in 15 minutes and then call you an asshole and like reveal <laughs> all the bad business deals you've ever done. Like yeah, they're anonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah imagine you wanted to do an escape room and everyone was wearing an anonymous mask. Like a Guy Fawkes mask.
1: I think that would be a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be a bit freaked out, I'm like, mm-hmm, I don't know if I want this, I, w- I, I want to get out now. It's
0: V for Vendetta against escape rooms.
1: I mean, he probably would do pretty well in escape rooms. Oh, sure. Be
0: v. I mean, he had that plot, but it didn't go well, so... I don't know. Yeah. It's about teamwork. It's it's actually an allegory about teamwork. How everyone d- shouldn't exactly. have flipped on Guy Fox. Yeah, exactly. That's all it's about. <laughs> yeah. Remember, remember that you need to know Morse code before you go into an escape room. Morse code. Yeah, that's the good.
1: that's the thing we want you to take away from this episode of Games and Feelings is no Morse code. Learn Morse code before you go to an escape room. <laughs> good idea. Don't go in
0: underprepared. Got to know it. You've got to know your code. It's important. It's important. Oh man, Jasper, we've recorded three of these already. Oh, this is the third. I mean, you all know, listeners. This is the third episode that Eric and Jasper have done in the rebooted weekly 2023 Games and Feelings. Ooh. And I I love the bants. <laughs> I'm enjoying this a lot, buddy. <laughs>
1: I hope other people are, and it's not them just being like, oh, okay, here's the ten minutes of Eric and Jasper <laughs> going on a tangent and then and then we get into the like actual advice bit. Like I hope that they're enjoying it as much as we are. If they are, man, this is a great ten minutes. This is a great opening section for each show. But if they're not, I mean, oh boy, I'm really sorry. Uh, we'll we'll do some advice now. <laughs> if you like if
0: you like it, just at games and mm, feelings again with an N. And if you don't like it, uh, at J W Cartwright. Uh, yeah, you l- can at J W Cartwright.
1: That's absolutely fine. Uh, that's absolutely fine because my that my handle is J W underscore Cartwright. So <laughs> at J W Cartwright, that's fine. Just don't worry about the leave the underscore out. That's that's a okay by me.
0: <laughs> J W Cartwright writes like pulpy murder mystery novels. I mean, I'd be I'd actually be quite
1: like happy to write pulpy murder mystery novels. That'd be great. JW is living the dream he's doing exactly what he wants <laughs> JW is living the dream um do
0: uh we have to do the thing up with games and the feelings yes let's do the let's do the first section now after all the bands, games that are giving us feelings this doesn't have to be a game coming out this doesn't have to be anything a video game at all it can be anything under the games and feelings umbrella. Uh, Jasper, do you have a game that is giving you feelings? And give me an adjective, like live journal, to describe the feeling that it is giving you.
1: This game is giving me elation. Yeah, dude. I know, pretty bold word, because uh over christmas uh my on on christmas day uh we'd all eaten food and everything and everyone was feeling uh a a little we were on the 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 next bit where everyone's just like i've eaten food and now i'm tired so we decided to do uh i was like hey guys why don't we play like a kind of like a little bit of a role-playing game now this at this point the whole family was like Oh, here we go. Here's Jasper's bit. Here's his thing. This is what he does for a living on these podcast Can I acknowledge
0: that J- that your family or your fiance's family knowing that you do this professionally is like three steps up from what the majority of <laughs> people think about people who do this professionally they're like uh, you do that you work at a radio station right
1: that is absolutely hilariously accurate yeah 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 now I th- like they are very supportive this is actually my fiance's family I think my family no. would have less of an idea my fiance's family is generally Sh- shown an interest, and uh, in fact, my fiancé's mum is a huge uh, fan of uh, Three Black Halflings, and is one of our patrons. One Let's of our, go! I think she was the, the fourth ever patron, and is still a patron to this day. So, Let's go. yeah, huge shout-out to Jeanette, if you're listening. It's very possible that she is. Um, so... Basically, I was like, uh, "Should we play this game?" And we played uh, werewolf. Oh hell yeah! And let me tell you, Eric, we had a blast. People got into it. There was g- grandmas throwing shots at people. There was there was rifts forming between sisters. I mean, it was incredible, and like had such a good time. And for like some of the people, this was like their first time doing any kind of role playing. Sure, uh, it was just it was an absolute blast and i think that i may have just indoctrinated an entire family into ttrpgs like i think they're ready to like take steps into more complex uh games like and more complex role-playing games it was so much fun and also just <laughs> just absolutely hilarious to watch family dynamics play out as fictional Uh, tomato sellers, because that's what they all were in this village. But like, all they didn't know each other, they just kind of were villagers and they just decided they were all, this this village was renowned for selling tomatoes. So like, they were adding layers upon layers. It was incredible. I
0: was gonna (laughs) ask you if they were just like, playing themselves, but they already got into it. They took the step. No,
1: no, 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 no. They fully came up with, uh, we were in Googlesburg, was the name of the first village, (laughs) and like, it, it, like, they were all tomato sellers, and it was, uh, it was, honestly, it was impeccable. It was absolutely impeccable. Everyone bought such a game, and it, what was hilarious as well is like you quickly just got to understood like who in the family just generally they think is potentially shifty because like <laughs> they got killed <laughs> off straight away in every game, despite the fact they were never the werewolf or doing anything remotely suspicious. They were just like, yeah, we just fundamentally don't trust you that much. Like if anyone in this room was gonna kill us, it would be you. So we're gonna kill you. It was very fun. That's awesome. So I'd highly recommend if you have family all together and you want to do something that's like fun full of energy a game of werewolf is very 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 simple so it's very easy for people to get and it's just like a nice little entry way to help like you know get people into having a bit of
0: a role play and it was so much fun you know we get so many questions of like how do to get your friends into your very specific hobby and mm-hmm. i'm very happy to hear that like Werewolf is the thing that does it, and then you have real life experience with it.
1: Yeah, and like we even, like, I was like, oh, we'll play like two games. We ended up playing like six games or something of this, like, because they were like that into it. And I was like, by like the fifth and sixth game, I was like, oh, I'll change up the format a bit. I introduced new rules. Yeah, you gave them, did you use roles and stuff? And we I introduced a vampire who halfway through the game could pick someone to convert into a vampire. So, like, halfway through a game, one person that you may think is absolutely a civilian might have just flipped to be a vampire and no one knew. Oh, nice. uh, We changed the setting so we're in like a gothic like CD, like noir setting as opposed to like a little kind of village in the middle of random Scandinavian town mm. you know so it was very 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 fun so it, it definitely fulfilled the uh, thing of like ah I'm getting people into my hobbies yes come with me and then I opened the door and they were like whoa there's so much in here and it's like yes there
0: is look, look at my <laughs> leather bound books that I have yeah, in, literally, in my closet <laughs> I
1: was literally thinking it like I was like oh god here's my dice hauls in like a huge sack full of dice like here look. (laughs) So I
0: have a little modification to this werewolf game All of you are going to have your own powers And you roll this (laughs) dice To establish the power (laughs) Yes
1: And someone might be a werewolf But that's not necessarily a bad thing Because that werewolf will get to choose To do whatever they want to do
0: Whoa. <laughs> the, the goal no longer is to figure out who the werewolf is. We're just telling a story.
1: <laughs> We're just going to tell a story together, which might involve a werewolf, and it might not.
0: You know, it might but not. you can all be tomato sellers if you want to. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, everyone's still tomato sellers, and then we'll go ooh, from ooh. there. Uh, yeah. The, a game, the game that's giving me feelings is the game Sports Story that came out recently okay. for the okay. Switch. And the feeling that I have is... I feel conflicted, <laughs> and my, the little emoji of me is really making the hard thinking face. Uh, there's a question mark in a in a thought bubble above me. Um, f- so, for those of you who don't know, Sport Story is actually the sequel to this game called Golf Story that came out on the Switch. It was put out by the uh, video game developers Sidebar Games. They're an indie studio out of Australia, and something I've noticed about Australian tech companies in general. Uh, is that, like, they're pretty chill. They don't... I'm not (laughs) saying that they're not, like, Australia is just as capitalist as any... English-speaking country there is what whatever, uh, but like they're, the the tech grind, I don't think has gotten to Australia. They're pre- honestly pretty pretty okay about some things. And Australian I listeners, will... you can say that, but that's just what I've gotten from some of these video game uh, yeah. people and in Canva and a lot of other Australian uh, folks. They're a little more chill about their capitalism.
1: I will go ahead and say I have Australian family. That's that's definitely a vibe in Australia. Yeah. Like did they have a they have a, a healthier work life balance on the whole and they definitely uh you know they have the beach and glorious weather like all the time and you know yeah absolutely they're just kind of chill.
0: That's great. Yeah, they want to go to Bondi Beach and rip it up. Absolutely.
1: exactly. Absolutely. They got surfing to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so this game came out in 2017 Golf Story. I really loved it. It was based on the old Mario Golf RPGs for the Game Boy Color that used to come out. It was basically like really an RPG. Uh, It was like a Pokemon-esque, but also there's some golf involved. There was like quests you could go on. There was a full story, and this game really kind of added on to it, and I really loved the arcade golf games I love Mario golf oh. uh, of all stripes I, I played uh, toadstool tour on GameCube quite a lot and it's one of my Whoa. favorite
1: games. yeah okay that's a deep
0: cut but let's go listen my GameCube was my prized possession <laughs> it is in a very nice spot in my apartment <laughs> <laughs> so this game people have been waiting for Sports Story for years. It was it was basically going to advance, it was a sequel, but also it wasn't just golf, it was like cricket and baseball and tennis and all this other stuff. And there's a lot of wacky stuff that happens in oh. Golf Story. Like there's fishing. I, I can't even explain how wacky it gets with the golf in, in this <laughs> in this game, but it's not just golf. It's it's all these different types of sports. So this game was supposed to come out in 2020. It was delayed multiple years. No one knew when it was coming out. Uh, if you look on Sidebar Games' Twitter, their last tweet before announcing this that this this game was coming out was Christmas 2021. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, so we took a took a long holiday. <laughs> yeah, and then after that, in in January 20th of 2020, they shared a and D homebrew golf like golf club that someone had made but they just <laughs> they just retweeted that just and to then, illustrate
1: just to illustrate the, the bare minimum was being done on this twitter feed <laughs> yeah yeah they retweeted someone
0: else coming up with a homebrew D&D mechanic for the, based on their game and then this year on November 9th they tweeted out that the game was going to come out right before Christmas whoa and we're like oh my god okay so then the Plot game twists. came out December 23rd. Okay. I bought it immediately cuz it was incredible and I really and I was so so excited. Immediately, people started playing and this game was a mess. It had oh. glitches, it had bugs, oh. it was not ready to go out, but I feel like they pushed it to make it come out before Christmas and people have been waiting for it for so long. It felt like they they made it might have felt pressure to put it out. Right? Mm. So I kind of pushed through a lot of the bugs. There was a lot of like, there wasn't a lot of direction in it. It was a lot like, hey, go see this person to go find it. And then of course, there's like no arrow. We don't know where the person is. You just got to oh, like yikes. run around the world. Oh to figure man,
1: out. just keep going up to every NPC clicking yeah. on them to see what their name is like, yes. oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And like
0: the walls are not small. They're not, they're not <laughs> small at all. So you got to run around and you got to find this person to figure out where they are. I got to a point in this game where I cannot progress. Oh. I, um... Okay. I'm in this, like, scrublands area, and Mm. I got some golf balls that explode, and I need to explode some boxes to grab some old TVs and harvest them for parts. And I have to throw them into a recycling bin. Jasper, this is a great game! It's a great game! <laughs> this sound, this
1: is the most Australian-sounding thing I've ever heard of in my
0: life. It's really <laughs> wacky. Their, their sense of humor is incredibly wacky. I really like it. But, like, it's... <laughs> So that's the premise. I'm doing this. I, you got to pick up like six TVs, right? You need
1: to have six TVs. Just obviously, six. you need six TVs. Yeah. So
0: i got to put six TVs <laughs> yeah. in this recycling bin. Every time I try to put one of the TVs in there, it doesn't register. Like it glitches out and it then goes like if you do something wrong or you run into an object while you're carrying the TV, it basically it resets to its original point. Right. But every time I try oh. to throw the TV into the recycling bin, it doesn't go. And then, it, and then it goes back there, and it glitches out. And then, if you leave the screen, like if you walk over to the right, or you go back to where you were, you're, you know, you hit the exploding ball pretty far away from the TVs themselves. If you go back, then the TV is gone, and you cannot progress in the game. So oh, I'm pretty far in the no. game. I put a lot of hours into it right around Christmas, and. Listen, we're recording this pretty a few weeks early from when you're listening to it. I hope that there's a patch to the game. They said on December 24th that they're working on a patch, but it hasn't come out yet because it's December 29th. Obviously, they had no one's they're not going to work over Christmas, and also Nintendo is notoriously slow about approving patches because of the black oh, box that is the Nintendo Corporation. Yeah, so it's like people. I don't. I haven't not seen anyone else run into this bug. I've frequently been on the subreddit that has popped up about this, but people keep complaining about game-breaking bugs that exist, and like I'm conflicted because I'm excited about this game. I want these people to succeed, I know that they're talented, and I love everything that they're doing, but it wasn't ready, and but they might have felt pressured to put it out, and it's not like this was Scarlet and Violet Pokemon, which was a garbage mess, and they have all the money in a world. I know they're an indie team, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I always want people to put things out when they're ready. But at yes. the same time, I was tired of waiting for the game, so I, I understand why they felt the way that they did to put it out as right now, right before Christmas, when people are sitting on their hands. And
1: if they're an indie like team and stuff, it's quite possible that they were under like pressure financially to like yes. actually get some revenue coming in and all of that kind of stuff. Like if they've been working on this just relentlessly, and there's no, you know, if the studio's like, hey, there's no more money coming in, like either you release it or you know you're gonna have to shut up shop or something like yeah. it's rough i think it's kind of rough oh man i feel sad i think that you're right like i could absolutely get past pretty much every bug but if i can't get further in the game are you enjoying the game like is the game well made outside of these bugs like is it fulfilling everything you wanted it to be outside of the bugs or is there still stuff to be desired there as well
0: I think that they made this game. They really wanted to blow out Golf Story. They wanted it to feel huge and big, and it definitely feels bigger. But like it feels like too while they were doing that, they didn't concentrate as much about shining it to make sure it feels good. For example, in a golf game, you know, you're, it's it's all about timing, right? You hit the ooh, ooh. You, you the the little the swing, cursor goes the bolt, to the yeah. left, and then it comes ooh. back to the right, and you got to hit mm-hmm. it in both the places, right? Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. there's some glitching there where it doesn't feel super precise, so it doesn't feel good. And there are some mm. times with like loading and other things where it doesn't. You know, when you're playing a video game and you're like, I don't like this. Something about this icky. doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what that's exactly what I'm getting mean. from them. Exactly. So it's like, I like the game, and they definitely blow it out. I really love the writing. But, like, there's some grammatical mistakes in the video game, too. Like, there's, yeah. it, there's a lot of stuff like this, and I just don't know how to feel. Um, I yeah. really hope by the time that this episode comes out, a patch is gone, and maybe I'll finish the game. And if that is the case, I'll hop back in here and give an update. But for now, I mean, yeah, I totally get it. Jasper, the game, Golf Ooh. Story came out in September 2017. It has been five years since they had a new product come out. And Golf Store is currently like $9 on the Nintendo Switch store.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: I I get it. They need to put it out. But, you know, it's the balance between... The reality breathing down your neck And now all of these people who were so Excited for your game to come out are like Wow look at all these bugs Well do you know what
1: I hope that uh, I hope this game uh, gets No Man's Guide but sooner than No Man's Sky got No Man's Guide You know what yes. I mean Because uh, that took ages for it to get good But boy is it good now So I hope I hope and I pray that there is improvements coming because, yeah, it's sad. It is really sad. And I understand why you're conflicted. I completely understand why you're conflicted. I want to tell no. you that your feelings are justified, Eric.
0: Hey, games that are giving us feelings is about us. So I really it's appreciate you making me It's about it.
1: us counseling each other through difficult times such as this.
0: Just like it, all advice columns are actually about the advice giver oh, when you yeah. think about it. I mean, actually, that's probably more
1: accurate than it should be. Yeah, <laughs> that statement true. is definitely more accurate than it should be. <laughs> no.
0: All right, Jasper, do you want to do some questions? Uh, yes, please. Okay, let's do some questions. As always, submit your questions at gamesandfeelings.com slash questions. We read them on the show. Uh, You can give whatever name you like, uh, but we are also probably going to come up with a a Sleepless in Seattle style advice columnist name for you as well. I was Mm -hmm. really interested in this one because it it ties together. It's a question we talk about quite a lot, but there's a fun twist on it uh, for this one. Mm. This is from Scotty. uh, They, them. I do medieval recreation and will be teaching a class on ancient board games at an upcoming event. Whoa. starting strong. Incredible. My question is, do you have any advice for teaching a group of people to play a new game they have likely never heard before? The games are simple, Mm -hmm. but I will be introducing and teaching four to six new games in an hour with an extra hour for people to just hang out and play. I will have written rules as well as walk through the games visually, but I want to make sure I can cater to all learning types.
1: Whoa. Okay. First of all, huge props. Five to six games in an hour? Impressive.
0: Uh, I, I think it makes more sense if like they're a bunch of people like wander over to your hut and it's like, ooh, I'm the games master in the village. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, you got to teach them the, I don't, I, in my head, I'm hoping this game is as simple as like Mancala, where, yeah, you know, yeah. something about moving beads around. Beads on so the, I think yeah, that yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that that's what, what, what this is. So it might be pretty simple, hopefully, to get the rules across. Um, yes. In so many ways. Okay.
1: So I think probably, like, for me, I feel like a, a hands-on approach might be good here. Yes. Um Because I think that, like, a lot of the time, whenever you're learning a new board game uh, or a kind of a game with, like, even if simplistic rules, the best way to figure out the fundamentals of, like, what does and doesn't work in the game, like, uh, and what why rules certain rules are there, and et cetera, is to, like, make the mistake yourself. So, like... Yes. If you can, is there a way that you can have these games like set up on tables in front of people so they can kind of be like, as you're talking about it, be like in a pair, like having a go? Do you know what I mean? And being like, mm. oh, okay, that doesn't go in that bit because it just doesn't work or whatever. Like for me, if you have that as an option, I feel like you're probably going to cover most of the like uh learning and like types you know what i mean i think that because if you're a visual you can just watch the you know uh if it's oral you can just listen if it's if you're more tactile like me then i can kind of have my hand on the thing and be and kind of have a get a sense of the game uh under my fingertips uh i think that will probably uh be quite good and then i think generally just uh try not to be like too nerdy with it because i've definitely done this before where i'll be like oh and like, get really excited and start teaching you about the history of this ancient game Mm -hmm. and go on for, like, five minutes, by which point people have completely lost the thread of the thing that I was trying to teach them about in that moment. (laughs) So, like, try and be super concise because I know what we nerds are like and we get very hyped about stuff get hyped about that in the second hour like in the second hour when everyone's just chilling out hanging out playing some games uh then you can go around the table and being like by the way in the 1800s uh the king of france played this game and lost and that's actually why the revolution started or whatever it is you know what i mean um that's actually a fact, by the way. Uh, don't check it. No need to Google it. Just, that, yeah, just Louis
0: the Sixteenth, notorious bad, a <laughs> uh, bad loser. Yeah, really, really
1: bad loser. And he said "Viva la Revolution" as soon as he lost the game because he Yeah. Was why like, do
0: they think they called him the Sun King? Because exactly. everyone was always sunning him because he was such bad at he was so bad at games. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> that's a history joke. Look that. You guys go on Wikipedia, look that up, and then come back and tell me that's funny. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I 100% agree with you. I think that's a really good thing at this really, because this is medieval recreation and you could be throwing history facts at people. Do it after they're already invested, yes. I think is a really interesting thing. Yep. Here's my idea here. Uh-oh. Um, that I think. Do you watch um, any of the various. Gordon Ramsay cooking competition shows? Of course. He's yeah. a national icon. A national icon. So whether we're talking yeah. about Health Kitchen or MasterChef or any of the derivatives of MasterChef afterwards, mm. Gordon Ramsay is really good at this in that he teaches people, especially for MasterChef where they're they're with uh, amateur chefs, mm, right? Mm, mm, mm. An episode comes up where Gordon Ramsay's like, alright, I'm gonna teach you how to filet a fish. And people are like, oh no, I don't know how to do that. And then he goes up and there's a a giant whopping fish. So, so big. Like, truly, the fish is huge. (laughs) The largest tuna you've seen in your entire life. And then he methodically takes it apart. He's, like, everyone has pen and paper and writes down, like, and follows along as he shows the steps of how to fillet the fish. And then at the end, there are all these parts of the filleted fish. And then he's like, "All right, your challenge, and just imagine I'm doing a great Gordon Ramsay right now. Yeah, 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 I am. Your challenge is to now fillet a fish and then make some sort of fish, two f- fish dishes out of the fish you just filleted yeah. in all the parts, uh-huh. right? And like, there's no excuse because he very much went through all this stuff. So now he can hold you to a high standard. Sure. And if your standard here is them having fun, <laughs> then that is a pretty high <laughs> standard for them to get it. So my recommendation would be, would be try to stage the game in front of them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like have one up at the front that everyone watches you play against yourself yep. or against maybe an assistant that is like set up for not for winning, but for you to do all of the parts of the of the game, all the different
1: moves or whatever it is like, yeah, right, yeah.
0: all the moves. So yeah. that's visual. And then they can go and they'll have their own games in the other places with like laminated how to play the game in bullets mm. next to it mm. as well. Yeah. Um, and then you can go around and they can ask you questions if they don't understand um that's nice. how i that's how i would do it i think a pair you're trying to pair as many uh learning styles as possible i also want to say hey if people don't get the game don't worry about it it's
1: fine <laughs> yeah 100 percent. that's fine like uh, like if i was you i'd be aiming for people to understand one out of the six games like if i can get yeah. every person in that room to understand and have fun playing one out of those six games i'd be pretty happy like that's a, like I think like that would be a good goal for you. Because like, I think if you would, if you go in with the thing of like every single person in this room has to understand and enjoy playing all six games, I feel like you're probably setting yourself up for a failure because that's a hard task. Yeah. That is a hard task to do.
0: I was going to say, yeah, the, the success rate for me would be like 50%. I love you, Jasper, that you did one out of six. Of <laughs>
1: well, no, but I mean, I mean, one out of six, but 100% of the people play a game and enjoy a game.
0: You know what I mean? Yes, every single person likes at least one game. Yes. It's good. That's, that's, what that's what very I mean. yeah, good.
1: Yeah, they'll probably understand more than one game, I'm saying. But if you can like get them to not only understand it, but to enjoy playing it, then I think that's a success. Right. Yeah.
0: If at the end, every, you ask everyone what their favorite game was, and everyone enthusiastically has a favorite, you did a good job.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And if everyone enthusiastically says one or two of the games... Then you've probably saved yourself a bunch of the times, a bunch of time next time you do this thing, because <laughs> you, cause you'll realize yeah. that like three of them just aren't hitting right. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like oh, this game was when there was no uh, entertainment stimulation at all, so people thought yeah, that this... this was
1: this was during the dark ages. This game was made like it was just throwing like pebbles at a wall or something, and like that's all we did. <laughs> you know what? This game
0: doesn't really hit as much unless you use a human skull. So I think that we. I'm just not getting, not the, getting the, full... the simulacrum of what the game is. Just isn't coming together. It's not,
1: not the full experience that I was looking for, but I understand what it's going for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just yeah. that the lack of human head really doesn't sell it for me.
0: Jasper, I think that's why Americans can't get into soccer is because sure. they didn't have the 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 tradition of playing it with a head mm, to start with.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely that's absolutely fair enough. uh You only got to play it with a pig's bladder, uh, an inflated yeah. pig's bladder. So. Uh, I can understand why that's less enjoyable than the head of one of your enemies that's completely fair
0: <laughs> <laughs> another true fact, Yeah. go look that up awful. on Wikipedia and everyone else and you can think what we're saying is funny again awful, truly awful <laughs> Uh, Jas- Jasper, I've also come up with a uh, advice column name for. Oh this yeah, person. okay, good, good, good. Yeah, uh, I've gone with 10,000 BC, but BC stands for before Candy Crush.
1: Oh, nice! Very good. That's I like it. That's really, really good. Is that good? Yeah, that was fantastic. That's well nice. done. We're done now. We completed. Our, games all right, 10,000 10,
0: BC. Thank you for the question. <laughs> Hey, it's Eric, and I picked up some snacks for Games and Feelings. I got Detroit-style pizza. You can tell it's from Detroit because it's square. Yeah. It's also very delicious. I really like Detroit-style. You get this amount of crust you want. It's like brownie, but pizza is the best way for me to describe it. And I mean that appreciatively. I think all of you should be a part of the Patreon at patreon.com slash Feelings just like our newest patrons, Brian Harping and Becca Tizard, and Megan Moon has upgraded to the highest tier, so she is a producer-level patron, just like Polly Burge and Kelsey Duffy, who intentionally put language into their open gaming license so it can never be revoked. Going weekly is a big deal. Bring Jasper on is a big deal. So I'm so appreciative to all of you who are part of the Patreon and giving money directly to creators. Jasper is also sharing in the money that he, the episodes that he's on. So you are supporting multiple creators here, not just me. Uh, maybe I should set like a big goal to the, once we get like a hundred patrons or something. Okay, if we get a hundred patrons, I will go to the United Kingdom and I will bother Jasper at his house and I will film it something just for patrons. How's that sound? If you want that to happen, I need a hundred of you to become patrons at patreon.com slash games and You should check out the other shows that are part of the Multitude Podcast Collective just like the Queer Movie Podcast which is a queer movie watch party hosted by Rowan Ellis and Jazza John. Join them as they research and rate their way through the queer film canon one genre at a time from rom-coms to slashers contemporary art house cinema to black and white classics Queer Movie Podcast is a celebration of all things gay there's five A's in the copy I want to make sure I get that on the silver screen they actually recently just did Knives Out because of the, I guess it's not like Fanon or Headcanon if Ryan Johnson says it and Daniel Craig believes it, but since Benoit Blanc is gay and Hugh Grant is his, probably his husband, if not his butler slash husband, uh, it still counts and they just did an episode on it, which is great. And I think there's a Peach-related gay movie that's coming out, if I know their socials correctly. New episodes out every other Thursday. Go check it out. We are sponsored today by Brilliant. If you really want to own your friends by explaining the logic of dice rolls, probability, and statistics, you got to go to brilliant.org. Brilliant is the best way to learn math, science, and computer science interactively. They have thousands of lessons with new ones added every single month. Brilliant's visual interactive approach is incredibly engaging and makes STEM concepts actually stick. So if I were you... ...and you really want to own your friends... ...I would check out Random Variables and Distribution... ...which is in their data science career learning path. Randomness and variables are the most important part... ...of how games function... ...alongside all those, like, dumb human feelings... ...and understanding the theory and math behind a dice roll... ...is a fascinating way to level up your game knowledge. So to get started for free... Go check out brilliant.org slash gamesandfeelings or click on the link in the episode description. The first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. Brilliant.org slash gamesandfeelings. Finally, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you are at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes, life gets you bogged down, and you may feel overwhelmed, or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Oh, I don't know, maybe you feel that way, and then you're looking for games to try to, like, soothe that, but then you're having more human interaction, you're not having a good time, and you don't really know how to deal with that. Maybe there's somewhere you can turn and that is the place you can turn is therapy and BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, entirely online way for you to get your hands on some therapy. If finding therapy near you is a hassle, give BetterHelp a try. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash gamesandfeelings today to get 10% off your first month. That's better. Help. H-E-L-P.com, slash games and feelings. And now, back to the games. All right, Jasper, here's another question. This one is about world building in a one-shot. Ooh. No, we're going over to tabletop RPGs. Okay. Go in this fight. Okay. Hey! Hello <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> he said, he said Hi. so
1: enthusiastic the way you wrote that hey down. I mean, Eric had no choice but to but to give it the beans.
0: <laughs> I am a teenager who's trying to plan a relatively easy d and d one shot for my birthday party in December slash January. Oops. Hopefully this helps anyway. (laughs) That was me. I said oops. Oops. Okay. I'll be DMing for four or five of my friends. I've DMed before, but the last time we played, it descended into chaos very quickly because the way I was DMing was boring? Question mark? I was trying to set the scene, but I think I took too long, and my friends got bored and started fighting each other. Two of them are siblings. LOL. Oh, Wow. (laughs) Anyway, the premise of the one-shot is a modern heist slash superhero thing, possibly turning into a longer ongoing campaign. Any tips on successfully world-building, but not being boring? And then they say some nice stuff about me. It's fine. Uh, This is from Magbert, they, them.
1: Okay. Okay, Magbert, they, them. I understand your conundrums here. Um, this is, okay, so first of all, I'm gonna say it's not boring. Uh, you are a unique uh, soul and person, and therefore you will make something inherently that is not boring, it is unique and individual only to yeah. you.
0: Also, maybe only invite one of the siblings. Yes,
1: yeah, okay, so first <laughs> tip, one sibling, max, at the table. Um, yeah. You can invite your younger sibling to play at a table. I think that should be fine. Like, you can, that's the only sibling combo you can have at a table where one of the, the older sibling is the dm because the older sibling can just like hit the younger sibling if they're stepping out of line just yes. you know what i mean just like shut the hell up uh, i'm playing we're playing a game but, I would say that the delivery it can sometimes be where the issue may lie. Uh, and I think a lot of the time it will just be understanding that they have no context for what you're talking about. So you need to make yes. sure that you hit them with something early to get their get the the hook in. So like, like very simply, it's the reason why every single like movie ever starts with like ten thousand years ago. Uh, this happened, and it meant this. Very simple, like, three parts of a sentence, and you're immediately kind of, like, hooked into some narrative that's happening. If you open it by being Mm. like, there's a field, and on the field there is grass, and on the grass there is cows. Like, we're kind of, like, we're three sentences in, and there's nothing really to uh, hook your attention. So, like, I would say that, like, just immediately start with something that's going to draw them in and potentially raise the stakes as well. Like if you, if that's what you, if you're going for like a, you know, uh, anything that's kind of remotely epic or even if it's like the town's in danger, just set that up right at the top. Be like, the town is potentially going to be overrun by demons tonight. Then you can go into a description about the fields and the cows and how under the field and the cows, there's a fiery pit where all these demons are gonna come out of or something right so you can kind of do the long description after that so start with the hook and then uh one of the big things that i have started doing with one shots and i cannot express to you how uh, life-changing this has been for me let's say you have like a four-hour time slot roughly to play your one shot spend one hour of that four hours world building and creating characters with as a team as like a group discussion Mm. so that you kind of like have the opportunity to be like okay who's your character what do they think of that character try and say something positive about one of the other characters at the table do stuff like that ask them what sort of stuff do you want to see in the world what sort of stuff do you like seeing what sort of you know because then basically what's going to happen is they're going to give you a bunch of material that they find interesting and they're really excited about and you can just scribble it down on a piece of paper and then I can guarantee you there will be a perfect moment at some point during the one shot where you'll look down and go "Oh, they really like airships and we're in this space it'd be perfect for an airship to show up right now And boom, Mm. you can drop an airship in. Like, it's made so much difference for my, like, ability to run interesting and exciting one-shots. I would just basically invite them to world build with me and world build as a group. It means they all jump in on board together as, like, a, a team. You know, like give them, ask them to come up with some shared backstory, you know, like, uh, like, okay, each of you go around and describe uh, the way you felled this dragon. Like, what did you do? What did you contribute to the team as you felled this dragon, this beast, this whatever it is, you know what I mean? And like, you already then have in-jokes and all kinds of stuff like that. I found that to be a pretty foolproof one-shot thing to just get Mm. everyone in the mood, ready to go on your side. Uh, and then you just with like an absolute ton of material which you can then pull from as you go through the adventure that you've planned out. You know, I'm not saying you have to suddenly change your adventure, but like literally I've had it before. I've had a venture planned out, and someone's like, oh, I haven't like, you know, I'm estranged from my family. Uh my dad was like a powerful wizard or whatever. The bad guy in my campaign that I'd planned out, Powerful Wizard. I was like, boom, it's your dad now. All I have to do is literally change the name. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like change the name of a character. And suddenly my player has like maximum investment in a one shot. Like so, so simple. Yeah. Super fun for everyone involved.
0: It's kind of like a magic trick, almost. Yeah, where like yeah. you ask them to, you get them to say one thing, and then like, oh, it's been this the whole time. Yes, exactly. Um, that. We that's such a good idea, Jasper. I want to just double down on the two things that you said first about the hook. I want to particularly lean on action movies, like you did, uh, particularly because this is about a heist. You might know the – do you know the, the movie The Town? Oh, yeah, um, with Ben starring Affleck. Sorry, Ben Affleck. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So for, if you don't know, it's, it's an incredible heist movie and crime movie. And it's all set in, like, Southie, Boston, <laughs> with, like, the working class uh, area of Boston. And the title card comes up and says the highest number per capita of bank robbers comes from, like, six square blocks in Charleston, Boston, Yep. <laughs> and, and then the story is all about these people. So, they're like, holy shit! Regardless of whether or not this fact is true, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Who what cares? a good introduction! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tabletop yeah. RPGs are really interesting in that they're trying to evoke something that you get from a different medium, but you're playing it. Mm. Yes, and I think if you identify what that is, then you can use the elements of of that media to help you. Dungeons and Dragons. Usually, you should use action movies and fantasy movies. Yes, like what what about Lord the Lord of the Rings movies? Do you feel um, pulled by? And then you can use those tricks, but you describe it in words instead of visually, right? Um, so definitely lean on action movies, especially if you're doing a heist. Here, I think it's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Explain. I think if you're worried about your world building getting too expansive and boring, quote unquote, which it's not because two siblings were fighting, it's it's not. Yeah. Just get concise. Tell them yeah, only yeah, yeah. what they need to know,
1: and then make them work for the rest. Like leave yes. the rest in a chest somewhere and let them discover it. Like let them uncover the little nuggets. And you can do you can even do the DM face. I do this like this. I do this all the time where like the, uh, like they'll roll a nat twenty to get a piece of information out of someone, and I'll do the DM face which I'll I'll do for Eric now but I'll describe what I'm doing it's effectively where I look all kind of like Oh man, you got me, kind of face, and it makes the players think, yes, like we did it, we like we caught him, we didn't, he didn't expect this. I knew that you were gonna do this. I had this information <laughs> teed up, but it makes you feel empowered and like you're winning at the game. So like, don't give yeah. them all the information. Leave it like breadcrumbs. It doesn't matter what order they find out in. You don't have to be J.R.R. Tolkien. Don't be J.R.R. Tolkien. Be you. Be awesome. And then like they'll discover little 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 breadcrumbs of story and they'll love it they will lap up all yep. of the story whereas if you give them it all in like a you know big monologue at the beginning people absolutely will probably zone out
0: yeah just don't do too much. Just do a little bit. I also want to recommend um in Furious Seven from the Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. If if this is a heist thing or it's superhero-y, you could pull this. It's a if it's superhero-y, there's also like some shadowy organization. Kurt Russell played Mr. Nobody, who was like a deep state CIA guy who gave all the exposition, and he was also Kurt Russell and fun and interesting and wearing a suit. So like make a fun NPC, but just get them out of the way very quickly. Yeah. And just dump all the like shadowy you got to steal something from a shadowy organization give someone who defected who need these people to get stolen blah 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 you're in yeah yeah you got to have the hook the hook is important yes 100 what was the second thing you said i just want to remember oh, i wanted to double down was
1: on just, it was uh, just about having basically taking the first hour of whatever time you have to effectively world yes. build and party build uh together have like a little questionnaire of like what have you never seen before? What have you never done before in DD? Uh, What does your character want? That's a big one. I get like a lot. It's like- That's a good one. What does your, like, it, your character wants one thing in the whole world, because then again, the simplest carrot you'll ever dangle in front of a character. I also tend to get them to do this one in secret, because what I'll say is like, yeah. say you then come up to me, Eric, and you're like, oh, I really wanna be, I wanna own this like one diamond. It's like the biggest diamond in the world. Like halfway through this mission we're we're doing this heist together we've got the mission in front of us it's all going well and then i've described oh yeah to your left you see this huge diamond through a door every other player is like okay fine huge diamond whatever and that character then is like i have a moral conundrum now like i'm actually sure. invested and i'm like where do i go what do i do it's
0: so much fun That might be interesting to say publicly, though. I think Hmm. secrets are for more advanced players. Saying that publicly so everyone knows, I think, is helpful so everyone gets what they want. Um, The questionnaire is really interesting, especially, like, some people do this um, so that everyone remembers each other's names. Yes. Like, takes a a note card and folds it over Mm. and, like, write your name on it and your class so that people can talk to each other in that name. But also, I think having pieces of paper where everyone goes around and answers a survey, which is like, Hi, this is my character name, this is my class, or like even if you want it to be even more basic, this is what I'm good at, or this is my superhero power, like these are the themes that I'm getting that I'm getting at here. Um and then you say what do I want the most? And then I always like coming up with a table of questions. Mm. So it's like, all right, Player A, turn to the player to your left, roll on this table and answer this question, and then that's how you two are tied together. Yes. And it's usually like you two have met before on a previous heist. Did it go well or did it not go exactly. well? Exactly. Yeah. Or then another question be like you two know each other you, do you two know each other uh, outside of superheroing? Do you know each other's secret identity? What happened? And then like, but that ties character B and C together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then C and D and then D and A. So you know, there are at least two bonds there going forward, which I think always helps. Yeah, you want to make sure that your players are invested in their characters and your world. And again, it's a magic trick. It's, yes. it's, this is no different than teaching. It takes a lot, of, or parenting. Yeah. <laughs> this takes a lot of work yeah. to make someone think that they're they they came up with it in their imagination mm-hmm. but it, it, you can do it because they don't know what you know yes and like i just say that the the number
1: one stumbling block with d i find when i see dms running one shots or when i hear stories about people like running one shots is that they treat it like a main campaign session yeah where players have been playing for like I don't know, like 60 hours, you know, as this character. Yeah. So, yeah, they're hella invested emotionally in this character by that point because they've spent so long with them. With a one shot, they don't have that, you don't have that luxury. And so, unless they're like experienced TTRPG players, they're unlikely to be that invested straight away. So, this is just a surefire way of getting them invested early on because uh, mm. you don't have that much time to. You know get them invested and for them to spend with their characters so you can give them by like, giving them this backstory and the shared backstory is is a really simple like eric said magic trick basically because yeah. they will then be like oh man yeah we've got so much history we've done so much stuff together and like now when we get into it i don't want to fight you i want to make sure that we're you know doing the right thing going in the right direction we're fighting the right bad guys whatever it may be you know
0: yes exactly that they they're on their own thing it's not like they're doing your one shot uh-huh. that's always the issue yeah um because again if you dump too much exposition they'll think like oh i gotta listen to my friend say all of this stuff uh-huh. if, if you have you know i know they're your friends but everyone feels that way a little bit like mm. you know he's like i'm gonna sit here and have someone read me their novel i guess you know yeah, it's probably not the
1: best. I have a, potentially have a name, though, for this. Uh, oh, please. For go ahead. Uh, how about the Lord of Lore? Something like this, some reference to them having a lot of lore, some of like that? What's the, what do you think? O- overloaded with lore? Overloaded with lore? There we go. That's good. There yeah. we go. Okay. That's good. Usually,
0: it's like they always have a little bit of a problem because mm. they're writing into a device sure, 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 But I yeah, like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's that makes good.
1: sense. That makes a lot of sense. Overloaded with lore. That's good. All that's right. Good. Thank
0: you, Overloaded with lore. I hope that that was helpful. Jasper, I have a little game I would like to play with you. Ooh. If uh, I don't remember what this segment used to be called, but uh, it's just called I Have a Little Game that I want to play with Jasper. <laughs> yes! That's the best title for a game I've ever heard. All right, Jasper, this game is called Is There a Crab in This Game? Uh, there oh is a Twitter account of that name that, <laughs> that, is, that tells you whether or not there is a crab in a game, and I'm going to ask you whether or not there is a crab in this game, but I might also have some follow-up questions. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Jasper, is there a crab in Overwatch? The uh, the very famous uh, shooter mm-hmm, that had a lot mm-hmm. of characters in it, yeah. and people wrote fan fiction about it. And then Overwatch Two came out, and it was the same as Overwatch. Is there a crab, in, there Overwatch a crab in Overwatch slash
1: Overwatch Two? Overwatch. Can I ask a follow up question, or do I? Is it just sure. straight up yes or no? Okay. Does like mechanical crab-like things count, or are we talking like straight up organic crab?
0: Um, no, crab-like things.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna say yes,
0: yes, there is yes! a crab
1: in Overwatch. Get. In. there is a
0: skin for the character wrecking Ball, who is a hamster in a ball. Follow-up question: What occasion was this skin released for? A crab skin? It was a crab skin. Why, what What occasion? was the reason that they gave it out? What was the reason that they gave it out?
1: Uh, <laughs> like sp- sp- uh, like
0: spring break, like summer holidays. <laughs> Good question. No, it was Christmas of this year. (laughs) What? What? Why a crab? Jasper, you get one point. (laughs) That's hilarious.
1: (laughs) Why? That makes no sense.
0: Jasper, is there a crab in Stardew Valley? (sighs) Stardew Valley, the game where you do a lot of farming and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff in that game. Surely then, yes. Jasper, there is a crab in Stardew Valley, Come correct. On, two and zero. Oh. But follow up question okay. Does Stardew Valley have forest spirits that have taken up residence in a broken down community center?
1: <laughs> yes. That's way too obscure. Yep, to they're called Junimos. There's a lot of shit in this game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jasper, was... you got two points, you're up to three points <laughs> Oof, Okay, come on, i feel like good, I'm feeling good, let's go, let's go <laughs> Here we go Jasper, is there a crab in Mario Paints, the 1992 SNES game where you just paint stuff? It, uh,
1: like a, does a painting of a crab count? Uh, yeah Then fuck yeah, there's definitely a crab in there
0: Yep, there's a crab yes! There's an under the sea thing you can paint that has a crab in it Yes Follow-up question, Jasper, do you consider Mario Paints to be a game?
1: uh no it's an experience (laughs) it's just you're just painting it's like you're literally doing the exact it's just you are painting that's it
0: interesting jasper does not think that mario paint is a game thank you for telling me your thoughts you get two points you're up to five points come on (laughs) jasper does fall guys have a crab in it fall guys the series of uh mini games where you're a little bean and you run around is there a crab in fall guys i'm gonna say no Jasper, there is a crab no! in Fall Guys, yes. You, there are actually two crabs in Fall Guys. One, you can have a little crab friend, but there is a costume of a crab that you can wear. From what theme or IP does this costume come from? Overwatch. <laughs> no, is that Overwatch? Jasper there was a SpongeBob SquarePants oh, pack where you can ma- where Pants. you can be Mr. Krabs.
1: No points.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no points for Jasper, no but points. you're still at five points. All right, Jasper, is there a crab in multiverses? Multiverses is the game where they put all of the Warner Brothers IP and smoosh it into a fighting okay, game. Is there okay. a crab in there multiverses?
1: There is a crab in there, Eric. There's a crab in there.
0: Jasper, there's no crab in multiverses.
1: Fuck! no! My powers are waning! Ah! ah I started moving... I think it's, the problem is I started moving forwards and backwards. That's the problem. I need to, I need to think <laughs> laterally. Side to side. I need to think laterally here. Oh.
0: <laughs> now, Jasper, is there a crab in the... In the 1994 SNES platformer, Lester the Unlikely. No. Jasper, there is a crab in Lester the Unlikely. (laughs) This is terrible! Here's a follow-up question. Uh Is the plot of Lester the Unlikely about uh, the smallest crab on the beach who has to defeat a sea witch who has captured all of his friends?
1: I really hope not, because otherwise the people who heard my first answer to this question are going to be really disappointed with me. (laughs) No, this is not the
0: plot. Do you want to hear the plot of Lester the Unlikely? Oh my god, what's the plot? A teenage boy named Lester, who is quote, kind of geeky and quote, kind of sleepy, bought an issue of a comic book. He was reading it while walking on a dock, and then he fell asleep next to a cargo crate lying next to a ship. He and the cargo crate were loaded onto the ship, but the ship then got hijacked by pirates who scuttled it. (laughs) Lester luckily found a life jacket and swam towards the nearest island. Lester must then find his way home by exploring the island and avoiding enemies, one of which is a crab whoa you play as a nerdy sleepy teenager that's
1: I just I just like on an island having to survive i'm kind of yeah here yeah, for yeah it. I you think play I I as just go. a
0: 15 year old nerdy white kid i think that's i just it. need to go play that game right now <laughs> <laughs> all right we're back from three days where jasper beat Lester of me and likely Ooh. we're back well from that still was playing is there a, crowd a in this game?
1: wild ride guys uh it is giving me feelings
0: yeah. Let me tell you. (laughs) All right. Jasper, we are nearing the end here. Okay. Let's talk about Sonic Frontiers, the new 3D Sonic game. Is there a crab in Sonic Forces? Yes. Yes, you're correct. Ooh. There is a crab in the fishing minigame where Big the Cat is just hanging out. Follow-up question. How, what the fuck do you feel about Big the Cat? <laughs> Uncomfortable. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. You got another point. Big the Cat, just a big purple cat whose best friend is a
1: frog. Just a big... Weird. It's really... I like, the ears... Uh, make me feel like it's not a cat; it's a rabbit. But it's not. It's a cat. It's no. I don't know. I just don't know how to feel about
0: it. It's it's weird, confused, conflicted, weird. It really feels like someone's anime OC was put into Sonic because he's just like, "Hi, I'm Big the Cat, and mine is Froggy, and that's it. That's, like, that's it. the, that's whole, the whole, thing. whole
1: bit. That's the whole.
0: Like they didn't have to, to justify Google. putting a fishing mini game in Sonic. They could have just done it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. All That's right, Jasper, this is your final question of is there a crab in this game? Did you notice how many of the questions I asked had a crab in it? Uh, how many questions did you ask? I asked seven questions. Did you notice how many of these? The answer was yes, there is a crab. Five. It was six out of <laughs> seven, but you never noticed the fact. <laughs> <laughs> the answer for all of the, it was uh, yes, except for multiverses. Right,
1: yeah yeah that's correct
0: that is correct so you only oh i need to give you points for the last oh, yeah. one i think they'll put you up to seven or nine let's go with nine middling. let's go with nine let's go with nine it's yeah it's yeah. less middling <laughs> yeah it was a little <laughs> less <middling. laughs> uh incredible well jasper thanks for um coming along on this wonderful journey with me what a journey
1: it was i'm gonna go brush up on my crab crab stats because uh, I feel like I need to <laughs>
0: hashtag crab stats while you're brushing up on your crab stats in Lester the unlikely do you, you want to tell people where they can find you on yeah the
1: please uh, at me with your crab stats uh, at <laughs> JW underscore cartwright on all of the social medias uh, you can also at my one of my other shows which is three black halflings uh, that's the number three black halflings uh, we have a very Cool and spicy uh, one-shots coming up. It's uh, a Black Panther-themed uh, coming out in January. So may even be out when this is out. Ooh. Who knows? Uh, but definitely something to go check out on the YouTubes uh, for, because it'll be full video. We've got some epic guests as well. So look out for that. Hell yeah, dude! It'll be in January at some point. That's that's what I know. At, at some, some time, time in the first month of the year. When I have time okay. to edit this thing, I, it will be out. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude!
0: Well, if you want to tell me about your crab stats mm-hmm. <laughs> or that we're really mm-hmm. funny and that we're good at history, please tweet at me at l underscore silvero on Twitter. That's e l underscore s a l v e r o. My name, if I was a Lucha Libre wrestler. Or you can find the show at Games in Feelings. Mm. Uh, That's with an N, like linens and things. Mm. Uh, The best place to submit questions is go to our website, gamesandfeelings.com, slash questions, and you can support the show at patreon.com, slash gamesandfeelings. The next episode... On this feed is going to be a main feed replay, which is what we do on the Patreon, where uh, Eric and me, Eric and Amanda, my wife, uh, answer questions from advice columns about games, because dear Abby didn't know anything about games, and we do much better answers than that. Uh, You're going to get a main feed episode next week, but we've been doing that on Patreon forever, so you should go check out the Patreon. And for only $5, you get access to a whole other podcast. Go check out Baby. the links in the episode description. Love it, yeah, dude. Use your five dollars. You're all. You don't have to spend money on Christmas, uh, on no. Christmas presies anymore. Just send it to us. Send small it send. to the
1: small businesses and get
0: extra episodes. Thank you, Jasper, for being on three episodes of Games and Feelings in a row. You're the Thank best. Thank you for having me on three episodes. Uh, as I said before,
1: uh, I hope you are, are okay with the sound of my voice and not, not too bored of it yet. Uh, if you are. Remember to at JW Cartwright. Just leave the underscore out. Uh uh, just at all of your complaints about how much you dislike the sound of my voice after listening to three episodes back to back.
0: No, absolutely not. <laughs> Jasper, you're wonderful and incredible. And that would never happen. That would never happen. Our listeners are too kind and too
1: funny. Uh, no, you guys are the best. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and remember, the instruction manual doesn't have anything about feelings. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. here. (laughs) Games and Feelings is produced by Eric Silver and edited and mixed by Misha Stanley. The theme music is Returned to French Toast Castle by Jeff Bryce, and the art was created by Jessica Boyd. Find transcripts for this episode and all episodes at our website, gamesandfeelings.com. Until next time, press X to enjoy the podcast.